Dr. Randy. My name is Cindy. I have a problem with clutter, uh, just about everything from paper to just having clutter around my house. Normally it's clean, but I, I can't seem to get things picked up. So uh, my main problem is I'm not overwhelmed, but just wondering when I do get at it, what to do with it and what to do with it in the future. So, and I, I can tell that this is in my spiritual life too. So just to comment on that, Dr. Randy, and thank you. Bye-bye. Mm, you're welcome. Picking up from yesterday, literally picking up from yesterday, right? That's what we do at Declutter, right? Picking up from yesterday on this topic of decluttering your life for 2023. We got some great calls standing by here from uh, Mona and Cerise and Ida and others. We'll get to and other comments, and I'm sure some of my own oh pain and agony around this topic of declutter, because uh, I think much like Cindy, who opened the show today, it's uh, you know it's easy to hang on to stuff. You don't. What do you do? You pick it up. What do you What do you do with it? And it's hard for some of us to throw it away, or give it away, or just be done with it. You think someday in the future I'm going to need that, and uh, usually we don't. Once in a while we do, but generally we don't. And so today, how do we declutter our lives? Not just with stuff, but emotionally and otherwise in our lives. Uh, you're welcome to share your comment on our comment line, 888 Dr. Randy here along with Jennifer and Stephen and Gino and our Facebook friends. Thank you for joining us. And uh, let's go to our first caller. Uh, our first caller is uh, Mona, who's on the line. Mona, welcome to the show. Hi. How are you doing? Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm doing, I'm day by day doing mm. the clutter in my house. Um, it's funny. It's tied emotionally. So the more upset or the more stressed I am, the more clutter I have. Mm. And I just walk by it like it's a friend. Yeah. Is it, is it gotten, know, is it gotten out of hand? Oh, of course. It's there. I have the dining room table. You can't see the wood that's got stuff on it. The piano has stuff on it. The dining room, the living room. And it's not big pieces. They're little pieces. Like, I'm going to read that book, and I'm going to paint that paint, and I'm going to play that piano music. And Mm -hmm. my bedroom is not cluttered. Mm. I refuse to have clutter in my bedroom, but everywhere else. There's just little piles and. Well, how do you find success in that? You have what? What is it you tell yourself about the bedroom that makes it work for you? I just I have to be able to rest. I've got to have rest. I can't deal with. I mean, there's some some place I just have to say no and be able to go to bed. Mm-hmm. I I really don't see any logic in it at all it's very frustrating yeah. i don't think there is logic for those of us that hang on to things it, it's um there's some sense of control right um if i get rid of it i may need it but i have it there also a sense that if i if i say that book i'm going to donate it because i'm not never going to read it you're, you're admitting that you're giving up on something that you thought was important at some point in your life so there's a, yeah. probably a little sense of you know beat yourself up I failed in this area. You know what I'm saying? Yep, I do. And I uh, do. And those are things that we know Satan will use. He will use these things. Oh yeah, very definitely. Your self worth. You can't yeah. even. You can't even take care of stuff. Yeah. And so, what one thing yeah, do you think you could do in this month 
to start small today even that would help? Um, maybe pick one area, like mm-hmm. just the dining room table and there get everything off of it so you can see the placemats. All right. Then maybe that's your goal. Maybe that's your goal for the rest of the day. Just say, hey, I'm going to listen to the radio and enjoy the music and be blessed. And while I'm doing that, I'm going to intentionally take everything off that table. And I'm going to do one of three things, either file it or throw it or donate it. Right. Is that something you think you could do today? I could. Will you? Yep. That's That's the question. It's mm-hmm. not could I, it's will you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's and it. I know that. Yeah, you know what? Yep. That's mm-hmm. what intentional living is. It, uh, I teach that intentional living, and by the way, I'm teaching, as I tell my wife, uh, sometimes my strongest message on a weakest point, something that I struggle with. But if you look at the two words of intentional living, and I, and I teach that those are like bookends. And intention is something I think most of us have that are good. I think most of us have good intentions. We have a good intention to declutter. We have a good intention to be a better husband. We have a good intention to grow in our faith. And what happens is we get a lot of intentions, sometimes too many. And then we start beating ourselves up if we don't get them done. And we're not realistic. And and all those psychological and things that go on that Satan uses. But then the other bookend is the living part. And that's the, uh, that's the part that we talk about doing one thing. What's the next right one thing? I have learned in small little steps, if it's there and I can get it done in three to five minutes, ten minutes, just do it. It's there. It's just there. I'll tell you an example. You know, we, we had Christmas set up and, and put some things outside and so on. And my wife and I, we walk every morning. And this morning we came back from our two-mile walk. And, and I said, you know, we really should start taking the things down outside. And she said, well, that's probably a good idea. And, uh, and I said, well, I got about an hour before I have to get to the studio here. And so I decided to do a little bit. Didn't get it all done, but I did a little bit. And so when I finish it up here in the next day or two, uh, I've taken those steps. And I, what I've learned sometimes is just doing the next right one thing. Just do something every day. I'm not talking about just clutter in, in your stuff in your house, but in your life, phone call needs to be made, whatever. I wrestle with this. I have the list every day. And the other thing is sometimes doing the toughest thing on that list first, getting the toughest thing done in early in the day uh, makes it a little bit easier for the rest of the day, whatever it is. So uh, good. The best to you, Mona, we'll be thinking of you praying for you. The table, there's your goal for today. Uh, let me, let me see here. Cerise is on the line. Line four in Arizona. Hi there. How are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Good. Appreciate your call. What? How do you weigh in on this thing on clutter? Well, I've listened a lot about clutter, and one of the topics that um, I struggle with in clutter is that I'm an elderly woman. I received receive a lot of gifts throughout mm-hmm. my life. So when I break something... I struggle with just letting it go Mm. instead of thinking I have to glue it and then put it back on the shelf because of who gave it to me or, you know, whatever. So that's been my intent this year is that when something's broken, mourn it, let it go. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, if I have to mourn it, you know, just let it go. So that's probably my biggest struggle at this point. I've learned that every year I go through my own closet, and if I've not worn something in a year, I put it in a bag and I give it to, you know, Gospel Rescue or, you know, some of the places where people can use the clothing. Um, and I also go on sabbaticals with the Lord and, and commit to Him that I will not purchase the, anything else in this order until He releases me. Mm-hmm. And that seems to work pretty good. But the biggest struggle I have is just letting go of those things that are broken instead of holding on to them and dusting them and cleaning them all the time. Yeah, and what I heard was it was because of the, not the, the thing, it's the emotional attachment to that thing from the person that yeah. gave it to you. Yes. And in some cases, I, it may be people that are deceased. Yeah, there's been a lot of that. And, you know, and then uh, family with their good intentions, you know, want me to take things and I take them and, you know, stuff like that. And then you're, you know, and then you're like, what am I going to do with it? Do mm-hmm. I leave it in the box or do I, you know, and you don't want to offend anybody. So you just keep taking. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, you know, the problem. I mean, you know, the issue, it sounds like in several areas of your life, you got a handle on this. You're, you're pretty clear on keeping the keep churning these things out of the out of your environment that are holding you back but those things with emotional attachment you know i i i struggle with that too maybe you could say you know of all the things i have what one thing is the most representative of my relationship with that person not 10 things 20 things 30 things what's the one thing that if i kept that on the shelf would be a reminder to me when i see it of my relationship with that person the importance of that and then eliminate the others because uh, you can't do it for everybody, and you can't do it for everything, for each person, having those boundaries. All right. Thank you. Uh, appreciate it. Ida, hang on. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. We're talking decluttering your life in 2023. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. The words we choose are important. Jesus' words speak to the essence of who He is, as our words are a reflection of who we are. So what do the words we choose to live by every day say about us? In Dr. Randy's teaching, Words Are Transformational, you'll learn to choose a word for the year that will define who you are and how you'll live. When you come up with a word for the year, you can remember it. You come up with a mission statement of seven or eight words, maybe you can remember it. You come up with a whole paragraph, it's gone. As a new year starts, support Intentional Living with a New Year's gift of $50 or more. When you give, we'll send you the teaching and we'll throw in the Growth with Gratitude journal that will help you build gratefulness to God and others into your everyday life. We'll email you this month's exclusive teaching and other Intentional Living tools each month. To receive this month's teaching and make your gift for the new year, call 888-888-1717 today or visit TheIntentionalLife.com. That's TheIntentionalLife.com. Hey, listen, that uh, teaching this month on the power of one word for 2023, like I said in that clip that you heard from the teaching, uh, 
You get one word, you remembered it. You get a whole sentence or two, maybe. You get a paragraph, you'll forget it. And so picking one word that sort of represents those those uh, many words uh, for 2023 might be helpful for you. Just a thought, our word here for the ministry this year is the word health. Health in our marriage, health in our finances, in our spirit, in our relationship with Christ as a parent, and of course in our bodies and our finances. Um, really sort of a, a focus on hygiene, taking care of what God has given us, healing areas that need healing in our lives, and then taking care of what God's given us. And that'll be a theme throughout the year. Boy, we're here for you. We're going to encourage you all during 2023 from the Intentional Living Center. Thank you for your support. You just heard the the opportunity right now to join us. Uh, thanks to those of you that helped us wrap up last year. Thank you for your support, for your gracious um, opportunity to uh, join us with sacrificial gifts and then responding. Thank you. Uh, what a huge help you've been as we move into this new calendar year together. You find out more about the ministry by going to theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. We're, we're focused today on decluttering your life. What is one thing that needs to go in 2023? Let's talk to uh, Ida, who's in Kansas. Hi, Ida. How you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you. Good. What's your question for me today? Mostly, I wanted to understand um, people that do hoard how to how to respond to their situation, especially if it's um, if it involves a family member, for instance. So, you're talking and, about a family member that hangs on to just too much stuff, hoarding to the point of. Um, where it's where it's uh, not healthy. Okay, all right. So and, and we've seen it like the hoarding shows type of thing, right? Okay. And I didn't know if it comes close to you. How do you respond to it? I mean, I'm just trying to understand how do I help, or do I just um, walk away and let them be clutter cluttering their own. Lives. Do you I have a relationship? Just, Do you have a good relationship with this person or people? I love them. Okay. And, do, do they um, do they respect you? I should hope so. Okay. But uh, I was just trying to understand uh, without how do I help them without make without making them feel that I'm being judgmental. Well, that I am really trying to help. It may, you know. it may not be that you can be successful in confronting a person without uh, them taking that as being judgmental. You can't be responsible for how a person responds. You can only be responsible to how you handle something. And uh, I, that's why I was asking, how serious is it? If we got someone in our life that we love and they're about ready to jump off a cliff, we're going to stop them. I would hope. If we have someone who's going to make a decision that's going to be life-altering, and you know it, hopefully we'd confront them enough to say, if you do that, hey, listen, this is what's going to happen to you. We're here to keep you from doing this because we love you. And I think in this area of hoarding, because it's so personal, and it means something so personal to the person who's hoarding it, that we can have that reaction of, at what point do we step in? My personal belief is, 
people have the right if they want to keep things and hold on to things and they're disorganized, that's sort of their life. But when it crosses that line, it becomes a health issue for them, for family, for neighborhoods, whatever. And we've seen those. You've seen that kind of thing on TV shows. There's a point where we need to step in, say enough's enough. We love you, but we've got to step in. And there's got to be a point of confrontation in a loving way. It may be a family, not only you as an individual, but other members of the family have an intervention, just like they do when there's a person with an addiction problem. To confront and say, mom or sister or whatever, we love you, but uh, we're concerned for you. And not out of criticism, but out of concern for the person, their well-being, for their health. And uh, see if there's a point of connection, that there can be some movement in a healthy way. This is a psychological issue that has ramifications physically, financially, spiritually, in every area of our life. Uh, But having the willingness to confront it sometimes can be difficult. But I'll tell you what, you don't want to look back later and say, I should have and then and didn't. I hope that helps. I, I know that's uh, difficult for many family members who are listening uh, today. Okay, we're talking about decluttering our life. I mentioned uh, a little bit earlier in, in the show that uh, Denise has something apparently is working for her. Thank you for your patience, uh, Denise. Go right ahead. Well, I have seven children, so we have lots of paper clutter. (laughs) In terms of how do you get rid of stuff, okay, Um, when they're little, we either give it to grandparents. (laughs) (laughs) So they can be cluttered, right? No, or like sometimes like if I have to write a note to somebody, I will just grab up one of their pictures and write on the back of it, you know, even if I'm sending it to a business. Oh. little piece of personal stationery there. Um, their schoolwork and stuff like that, if it does not show their individual personality in in that particular piece of work, it's gone. Yeah. If it looks like something that any other kid would have created or any other kid could have, you know, it just, I look at it and it goes in the recycle bin, you know, but if it's a picture or a story or something that really shows something different about my child or that shows that they've really started developing or, or growing in some way, I keep it. Mm. After so long, we have a box and the kids go through this stuff in this box and decide, do I want to keep this? Do I want to get rid of it? And most of it, honestly, they weed down themselves. That's good. Want to keep. Now you you sound like you're a pretty organized person. Sometimes. Now what about <laughs> what about other kinds of clutter? Do you, do you do you wrestle with clutter at all in terms of I don't know mental clutter or other kinds of things? Um, Are you pretty? Do you do you deal with clutter in your life pretty well? Um, I would say probably mental clutter is something I struggle with because. My brain is just constantly that wiring, you know, going fling, 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 fling. Um, I don't know how to unconnect those wires that keep me cluttered. So that's one I'm struggling with. (laughs) (laughs) I like the the, uh, fling, fling, fling because my mind does the same thing, Denise. And when you figure out how to do that, you tell me. Um, Your mind even keeps going when you're sleeping, right? You get your dreams and your thoughts and... You wake up in the morning, hopefully a little more rested. Uh, well, that's a gift, but also can get uh, can get cluttered for sure. Um, talking about 
cluttered today. And as you were speaking, Denise, about all the pictures that you hang on to, the kids' drawings and paintings, I know some parents will get a little book and save just like you say, the good ones, you know, the ones, not good ones, but the ones that are have special meaning. They're all good, mom. They're all good. Uh, <laughs> but you put them in the book and then later you can show by year or class or whatever. But I was thinking as you were talking about digital clutter, uh, take photographs. I don't know when you, when I take a photograph of my phone, sometimes I take three or four of them, you know, the, of the grandkids, get three or four pictures of the same thing. And then I feel like, well, I really shouldn't, I shouldn't trash those first two because they weren't so good. Because it's like I'm trashing my grandkids here, you know, hello. Does anybody else have that problem? So you got 42 pictures, the same picture of the same grandchild. Boy, this is confessional time for me today. Uh, but that, that'd be a whole show. We should talk about digital clutter. How in the world do you clean up all the digital stuff that we have in life that we didn't used to have, you know, years and years ago? Talking about clutter, let's take a break so I can take a breath, and then we'll come back, and I think Pamela is next uh, from Arizona. We'll get to you in a minute, Pamela. Hang on. Words are so transformational in life. In fact, Jesus is called the Word in John 1.1. In the beginning was the Word. Why is he called the Word? I love what John Piper says. He says, what God had to say to us was not only about what Jesus said, but who Jesus was and what he did. In other words, our goal should be that our words, or that one word that we pick for 2023, is really a reflection of who we are. And so as you think about one word for this year, I pray you'll pick a word that really is transformational and represents who you are at your core, something that you're growing into as a follower of Christ. And health is the word around here, health. Um, starting with our faith, a little spiritual hygiene, right? What do we do to take care of our spiritual life and the other things in our world? Dr. Randy here from Intentional Living. We're talking about... Um, decluttering today and because of your prayers and support we can create these monthly teachings like the one on uh, one word for 2023 we're able to have our radio program our, our shorter radio spots our podcast our events everything because of your faithful support and i want to thank you for standing with us in your prayers and your financial support going into 2023 it means a lot to us we can't do this without you but one of the special things that we do when you join us in monthly support, you come on on uh, with us and we start getting into your hands every month, mentoring material, part of our sessions on intentional living to encourage you on your journey. So thank you for standing with us, helping us reach the world, and then also allowing us to reach you and encourage you. If you're not a part of the intentional living family today, the question is, why not? Love to have you join us. Just go to theintentionallife.com, click on the donate, or you can call during West Coast business hours, 888-888-1717, press number two. Our staff are here. They'll take your call. Love to have you sign up, be a part of the family. Again, 888-888-1717, press number two. All right? Okay. Uh, Pamela uh, in Arizona, appreciate uh, your call today. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Dr. Randy. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Appreciate your call. Talk well, to me about clutter. How do you handle it? Well, clutter, you, at one point before I retired, I had nine file drawers full of paper. 
And I couldn't see any of the clutter in my life. So I started scanning all the documents I needed to keep. Mm. And then I could shred them and get rid of them. Now, why was it hard for you when you, when you have nine file cabinets, you said, right, of I stuff? Inf- I have information. And, but once I started scanning and getting rid of those file cabinets, then I could look around and I could see the other clutter in my life. Mm. I could see files, I could see a drawer here, a closet there. I could see the clutter in my mind. And I've journaled for years, and that's one thing I do to help me with that. I also do nonsense reading of some kind at night to quiet my brain because I have both ADD and ADHD, and I have to calm things down. Uh, I do deep breathing. I do exercise. I do walking, different things that help me to deal with the clutter physically and mentally and I in the word a lot. Yeah. And when I get really cluttered in my brain spiritually, I just start I have certain psalms that I will just that I've memorized that I just let flow through my mind and I just say them aloud and I let myself quiet. That's but good. the first step for me was getting rid of paper because it was my biggest obstacle. Well, it can add up and it can get to be a problem. You know, in the month of May uh, for our member club, where I'm doing a lesson on how to quiet an anxious mind, how to, re- to rest a, an, an anxious mind, uh, because this clutter can create not only a lot of thinking, but it can turn into anxiety. And we know that anxiety is a leading cause of a lot of problems in our culture today. And the number one uh, diagnosed mental illness, as I understand it, in the United States is is anxiety, which can often be tied to the, the kinds of mental clutter that can overtake our lives as well. So g- good uh, information there, Pamela. Appreciate your, uh, your call today. Yeah. Well, I think being in the Word and finding those verses that help us, and they're different for everybody mm. because we have different life journeys. But finding those verses that we can clamp onto because God is more concerned about our relationship with him than about mm-hmm. anything else. Mm-hmm. That's so true. And Pamela, you're absolutely right. If we can memorize scripture and find ver- passages in scripture that in- can encourage us and quietness, you know, it's in quietness and rest, the scripture says, that we will find our strength. It's not in the craziness of our culture. Think about what we've been through in the last year, the last three years. And then just coming through this Christmas season and New Year's and Everything that's been involved, and now we're in this new year, just to, to quiet a little bit, look around, be present in the moment, thank God for what we have in front of us to do and be in our relationship with Him and with our family. That's powerful. Well, we've talked about clutter for a couple of days. Uh, I'd love to hear your comments on this. If you have a thought, something that worked for you, give us a call on our storyline, 888 When you're there, you can press number two and talk to our staff about the ministry, find out a little bit more about how you can support and be a part of Intentional Living and walk with us every month and how we can come alongside of you with our monthly teaching and mentoring sessions from our Intentional Living Center. Again, 888-888-1717. Tomorrow, we'll be back. We're going to talk about change. What's uh, one thing that you've worked on over this last year? change in your life that's made a difference if you're looking for 28 minutes of encouragement tomorrow's intentional living is for you i hope you come and join us thanks team jennifer gino steven appreciate it 
We'll see you all tomorrow right here with more Intentional Living.